What's going on, everybody? Once again, welcome to Tell Me Something Good. I am Josh Wolf. Happy to be here with you on a fucking Monday. Sorry. Happy to be here with you on a Monday. Uh, psyched that you all can be here. It's not Monday. It's Wednesday. I should get that straightened up. It's Wednesday. I wasn't here on Monday. That's right. I was in Pittsburgh. Film, what's going on, Cody? Filming something with my buddy Greg Garcia. Hey, Katrina and Rachel. I got my new Heyman. Uh, what's up, man? I got the new Heyman t-shirts. Kate and Sean, what's going on? Um, as if you can see that the I think the view's a little different this week. I I just can't figure out. The guys who set it up for me were they were like, just point and turn it on and it'll be good. And you know that doesn't fucking work for me. Something always happens. 19 weeks pregnant after trying for almost eight years. Congratulations, Mama Bear Hamilton. Congratulations. Shooting went well. Yeah, it's it's Wednesday. Shooting went well. Thank you very much for asking. A couple things just let me just get out of the way. Uh, oh, guess who's sponsoring the pod? Hey, Liquid Death. I believe the liquid death URL is liquiddeath.com slash hey man with three A's and they'll give you free shipping, I think. But they're they're gonna be um sponsoring. Let me just get the uh thanks, Kisman, and hey Jackie. What's up, Jason? Let me just get the business out of the way. Uh, also, Jacob Wolf and I, our podcast, Hey Man, premieres on September 1st. Uh and um and that's it. Uh, I'm in Lexington this weekend, Lexington, Kentucky, and I'll be out in LA for a couple of days and comedian joshwolf.com for all the tour dates and all that other shit. And so um, right off the bat, first of all, I had a great time up there in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, I, I, um, I saw my buddy Joey Diaz when I was up there. He was shooting the same show that I was, which was super cool. Man, this show is called Sprung. And my buddy, Greg Garcia, the guy who created, uh, my name is Earl and, and raising hope and a bunch of other shows. He's the guy who created this. Let me tell you something right now. Woo. I was just in Fort Worth, Sean. Um, whoa. If you like raising hope, if you like, my name is Earl, you're going to love this show. This dude's a fucking genius. Greg Garcia is a straight up fucking genius. All right, here we go. Let me just tell you something about this dude. So, you know, it's a, with COVID and everything, it's a crazy fucking shoot, um, crazy shoot. And they're not shooting episode by episode. That's why I thought I was in the pilot. I'm not in the pilot. They're not shooting episode by episode. He's shooting all the episodes concurrently. So everything shot at the prison, right? He does in, you know, a three or four day period but the prison is in all the episodes. And so the way Greg works, like I said, he's a fucking savage. He'll set up a shot, right? And then he'll shoot another shot. And then when you have to turn the cameras around to shoot the other side of the shot, like, you know, if there's two people in the scene, camera set up here so you can shoot, shoot, shoot. Then you got to switch it around, switch lights around, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then you get a two shot, shoot, shoot, shoot. So three setups, right? Well, you know, because this is fast and furious and COVID and he's shooting everything concurrently, he will, he'll set up a shot and, and the other camera crew will be setting up another shot. 
They shoot this. He runs outside. He shoots a completely different scene. They come back. He comes back and shoots this from a different angle. Goes out and shoots a co- The lead from this show is a guy named Garrett. I think his last name is Dillahunt. And um, this dude, he was in. He was the lead in Raising Hope. My favorite role is his. Well, he was in the assassination of Jesse James. Um, I think that's what it was called with Brad Pitt. And uh, he played my favorite role in that in that movie. But this dude is a straight up comedic. He does not get enough respect for how good he is with his timing yesterday i think he shot something like 43 setups it was hot in pittsburgh and it was in a jail so you know what i mean garrett dillahunt that's right bradley uh amazing absolutely amazing so what a great experience you know what i love about greg is that um you know greg is a phenomenal leader phenomenal leader and he shows you you can be kind and still lead people but he's kind and he gets the best out of them without being a pushover you know what i love the most about this dude love the assassination of Justin jesse james right um you know what i love about this dude greg garcia the most is that look he leads the way he's supposed to he he takes he's accountable for himself and everything that happens on his set he's a good guy to people but he's not a pushover if an actor go you know doesn't read his lines he'll say you can do yours read my words first and then maybe you get a better take so he doesn't poo poo anybody right he and so when i i'm not used to reading other people's lines words and he's so good with us like he makes you feel like you're doing a great job. He makes you feel like you're fucking Denzel Washington. Great. That's great. Fuck great. You know, but just try this. I love it. It's my, it's like my favorite thing. My favorite thing about casting directors in Hollywood is that this is the line you're going to, you're going to read whether it sucked or was awesome. Great. That was great. You need me to do anything different. Nah, that was perfect. Look, it's Sue, by the way, if you ever read, if you're ever reading in, uh, okay, if you're ever in a casting, right, and the casting director, if you read in the casting director, if you, hey, anything else? Uh, you mean do anything different? They go, no, that was great. That means you sucked. That means they don't need to see you again. I would bet you, and I, I would love to talk to a casting person about this, but I bet you 50% of the time, they know right when you walk in, yeah, we're not giving you this role. Right when you fucking walk in, they're like, yep, that's pretty much, that's the worst. The worst, the fucking worst. Great job. No, really good. No, no notes. No, don't need to do anything differently. Oh, really? It was perfect? Yeah. So I get the role? I mean, that's the whole thing. You know what I mean? Do I got, I started to ask him. So it's perfect. I get the part. Well, that's not up to us. But you're sending me, passing me along? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Jacob Wolf. And remember, everybody, Jacob and I are starting our own podcast. Uh, and it comes out uh, uh, September 1st. It's called Hey Man. And so, yeah, I ask all the time. I don't ask anymore. I haven't been on audition. And yo, you ready for this? So I had a show called The Josh Wolf Show, which was a talk show. And um, it was one of the 
truly were a privilege of my life, you know, to work with my family and Jacob was on there and I had all three of my brothers in the show and I had uh, my oldest son couldn't be on it because he was in the service, but I had Jacob on it. I had my daughter on it. My wife was on it. You know, my friends were the showrunners. I hired all my friends, the writers and the people, right? And um, I forgot what I was going to say. Hey, man, I forgot what I was going to say. What's up, Joseph? Damn it. This was a good one. Son of a dick doc. Uh, damn it. Well, I'll come back to it. Yeah, the note pile is fucking. That's where I fell. Oh, yeah, yeah. So after the show, the Josh Wolf show, do you know that I did not get. <laughs> I did not get asked. Hey, Linda, I did not. What's going on, Tara? Thank you. I did not get asked to audition, not even audition for another hosting job. I got one. Somebody offered me. No, no, that's not true. I think I auditioned for two and I got one of them. What's going on, Jacob? Um, and I, you know, I didn't, I kept asking my agent. I'm like, so am I going to get uh, an audition or something? And they're like, ah, it doesn't look like it. I'm like, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to even see me. And they're like, yeah, not, not so much. <laughs> it was just like a fucking, I mean, they gave me agent speak. This is agent speak. Ready for agent speak? I'm going to give you the whole lowdown. If your agent, if you audition for something and the casting director tells you you're perfect, you know what I mean? Cat, where are you leaving? What do you mean before you leave? Goes, uh, uh, if your agent goes, yeah, the casting director, look, they're big fans. As soon as, as soon, as soon as they say they're big fans, you didn't get the role. As soon as they say, they, they, let me just tell you, they thought you killed that audition. You didn't get the role. As soon as they start with some broad, let me treat this person like a child. I don't think they can take the real news. What's going on, Josh? Oh, she's moving to Knoxville. All right. Got a $50 tip on a hundred dollar tab. That's awesome. Tessa. Um, and so like, it's, it's so funny. The, the, the actors are treated like fucking petulant children. It's so funny. Like, cause I've worked on both sides. And so, you know, like, you know what people are saying to your face? Yeah, you're fucking great. Yeah, this is a, and you know, behind the scenes, yo, Behind the scenes, they're talking about you. Oh, they're talking about you. That fucking, I'm not going to say who, but on Chelsea, you know, we had to deal with a lot of different personalities and there were some difficult motherfuckers. Difficult. And they get uh, people. I, I, there's a comic that I know who sells tickets. But I heard a club owner tell me, man, I can't wait for that dude to stop, stop selling tickets so I can stop booking them. Like, thanks, Daniel. Hey, man, what's up, Heather? What's going on, Brian? Thank you, Kristen. Uh, Linda. 
Okay. What can we do for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kate, 100%. That is because actors, some actors act like petulant children. Yo, this is what fucking gets me. Is that, and by the way, guys, the majority of people in the business are not like this. Okay. The majority of people are not like this. The stuff you hear about actors and comics and people who live in LA and all it's just like any, whatever group you're in, I'm sure is generalized sometimes. And so, right. So most actors and, and people in the, that I know came from really humble beginnings. I don't know a whole lot of rich people, kids. I mean, army hammer. I just don't know a whole lot of rich people. Maybe it's just the people that I hung out with. Um, Linda, is there anything we can do by the way? Um, so like all that stuff you hear, most actors are, are, you know, for the most part, have their feet on the ground because they came from kind of humble beginnings. But then some people, you know, when you get rich or you get famous, the real you comes out. And some people, and some people take the, that job too fucking seriously. Hey, you pr listen, you as an entertainer, especially now, you provide an escape. And I think we talked about this last week on Tell Me Something Good, where we spoke to Philip and it really moved me. What's up, Reed? Yo, I just reached out to you. I hope you're well, man. Good to see you on here, brother. Um, but especially now, we provide a service of relief. But at the end of the day, actors, you're just pretending to be somebody else. Now, you provide a crazy service. You do. You you provide entertainment and joy. That cannot, guys, I'm not poo-pooing art. But, yo, reel it in on how important we all think we are. Reel it the fuck in. Man, instead of, instead of emulating or emitting a vibe of the fucking I'm better than you, motherfucker. You idolize me. You fucking you're my people. You know, that's not. We're clowns. You know, not that long ago in this world, we'd have been jesters. And if they didn't like our act, they'd have killed us. Do you know what I mean? Like if you insult the king, you're fucking dead. I, there's no doubt that money it breeds power and fame and all that shit, but why? Why? I've been thinking so much lately. Hey, man, I've been thinking so much lately about this. And when I mean lately, I mean since last week, since we spoke to Philip. And I, I feel so lucky to be able, yo, my job makes people feel better. What the fuck? That is so cool. That is like, might be the fucking coolest thing about this job. My job makes people feel better without having to give a hand job or anything like that. Fuck. Yeah. Sign me up for that. So, and then like, yeah, it, it's amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me. It's amazing to me that you, that, that somehow 
you don't have to. Now, I will say this. Thank you, Tara. Um, I will say, like, on the flip side, guys, nobody knows what it's like not to be able to go to Rite Aid. Nobody knows what it's like to be stared at all the time. And and I look, man, I, I know that comes with the territory, but that doesn't mean you don't get to be human. Um, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean you get you don't sometimes get to be like, yeah, I'm eating with my family. Or yeah, please stop staring at me. I always said the best job would be the drummer of Pearl Jam. You got to be a rock star, play huge arenas. I'm sure during their heyday, you were getting almost as much vagina as Eddie Vedder. You know what I mean? You get the same drugs, not the same money, but you're doing all right. And you could go to Waffle House tomorrow and nobody would fucking know. Nobody knows you. I mean, huge Pearl Jam heads, but that's fine. It's super flattering to have somebody come up to you. But also, I can't imagine being the rock. You can't hide. Where's he going? Miniature golf? I don't think so. You think the rocks out there miniature golf? Yo, I would like to miniature golf with the rocks. I'm going to go on record right now, by the way, and challenge the rock at miniature golf. First of all, for sure, he, I don't think, look, man, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't think he can put his hands together to grab the club. You know what I mean? I don't think he can do that, which poses a question of how he jerks off, but oh, one hand probably. But I don't think he can get both hands together with those pecs. So right away, I'm beating him because he's miniature golfing with one hand. Now, he could probably lift the fucking, you know, what's that called? No, he can't swing the club. What's that thing called? The fucking windmill. He could lift the windmill up. He could probably punch a hole in the ground and make another hole. But this dude can't. He can't. He squeezed. He, I mean, he could put the club between his pecs. Yo, that dude's got a solid C cup and a C cup, a muscly C cup. That is not. <laughs> the rock's got a muscly C cup. Whew. I don't hate that as a T-shirt. The rock has a muscly C cup. You heard me, rock. You got a muscly C cup, man. Now, I feel like I'm, I'm a doughy B cup. I'm in between. I'm not doughy. I'm not muscly like you. I'm like a, mm, you know, you know, guys. Oh, thanks, Bradley. Uh, you know, guys, like, I wonder if he ever just squeezes. He could probably squeeze his pecs and put the club in between them and squeeze from there. How many times a day you think he calls himself the rock? By the way, let me just go on. Record. Love this dude. Love this dude. I I will... Outside of I like all of his movies, just for who he is and how he carries himself in the world and the message he puts out, I go see his movies just to support him. I love this dude. But 0% he could grab a golf club with those C-cup muscly titties. Zero... Percent. How many times in do you think a week he bare ass in the mirror flexes his glutes and takes a look at him? You think he has a camera? You think he's got a ring light? <laughs> Yo, man. By the way, 
if I had the rock's body, I think I would probably just stand in front of the mirror and do zooms there. Be like, hey guys, just kind of bounce my pecs. Why does Terry Crews bouncing his pecs bother me so much? Y'all, I've met Terry, dude. And Terry's a great dude. Terry, Terry's a super nice guy. But I don't like the look on his face when he's doing it. It's too angry. Bouncing with some joy. I used to be able to bounce them good. Now I think they just jiggle. Like, I'm bouncing them now. You probably can't see. I'm bouncing them now, but it's more of a jiggle than a bounce. Peeking his own shoulder. Yeah. The happy Gilmore hockey stick putter is what he needs, Chris. You know what I mean? How many times do you think he steps in front of a mirror a day? You know what? Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, he seems super great. How many times a day do you think? Well, look. A gazillion? I don't know. If Okay, if you were the rock, if you were the rock, what body part would you flex the most in the mirror every day? Ooh, this is a tough one for me. Oh, not pecs, not pecs. Um, I go thighs or biceps. Reed goes abs, Cat goes arms, and Chris says eyebrow. Everyone's going on abs. Ray Ray says biceps. Sarah says the eyebrow. You'd eyebrow yourself. Junior goes cheeks. Logan goes try. Shannon said dick, huh? I don't know if you can flex your dick. I mean, I can't flex it. Now, when it's, when it's, I, it is funny to me when it's hard and you kind of, you know, you squeeze your, you squeeze your ass like you're doing a Kegel in your ass, your dick pops up. You know what I mean? It'll go beep and it'll smack against your <laughs> slick. Uh, Katie said she would flex her butt as she was, as she was fucking a huge pile of money. Yeah. That's how you flex your dick though. You flex it up, you squeeze and it goes kick, but that's not a real flex. You know, that's like a, just a flip. It's like a flap, not a flex or flip or a flop. You can flop your dick. You can flap your dick, but I don't think you can flex your dick. Internet. I say you can flop it. You can flap it, right? Because when it's hard, you can squeeze and pop it up, but you can't flex it. Like you can't make it veiny and be like, you know what I mean? Like there's no flexing your dick. You can flip or flop. I don't think you can flex. More of Joshua says more of a pose than a flex. I think that's right. I think that's right. You can flick cashews. All right. No flexing of the dick. I agree. I agree. No flexing of the dick. But Ray, right. So you can make it pulse. You say hard or soft, you can, but it doesn't flex, right? Flex means like when you flexing something, it, it, I don't know how, how would you describe it, but it gets, it can be flexed while up, but guys flex makes it bigger. If I do, let me just say something right now. If every dude could make their dick bigger, they would. You know what I mean? So nobody's flexing their dick. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> There's no muscle to flex. That's right. You can make it move by 
by like squeezing your ke- ass kegel asshole, but you can't flex it. Hard is flex. Thanks, you, Chris. At full size, guys, this is the craziest conversation. I can't believe. Yeah, Logan's just going back into dicks have no muscle. I agree with that. Joshua says it's kind of like staging furniture for a picture. You only need to look good for one shot. True. True. Flex is the wrong word, guys. It's not the flex. (laughs) All right. I need a doctor. Is there any doctor on here? Is there any doctor? Do we have any doctors listening to tell me something good? Can you technically flex your dick? Will somebody please Google the definition of flex? All right. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, at least get that dick flex going. Will somebody please Google the definition of flex? Because that's what I think we got to start with. Because can you flex your vagina? Can you? This is not, hey, man, I just have that up there. Um, you just did. Okay. What does it say? I mean, if there's a doctor here, this whole, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see you in Lexington. You can break your dick and it doesn't have bones. Yeah. But that's, you're breaking. Okay. We need a definition of flex. Everybody. We just need a definition of flex because flip and flop, but flex, you're not, you can't enhance like yeah flexing is tightening of the muscles no muscles everybody so you can't flex your dick now if you've got a big dick you can you can have a dick flex okay here we go hold on one second with reference to a limb or joint bend or become bent she saw him flex his ankle and wince bend curve i don't know Wait, Shannon says we can flex our vaginas, but you have muscles in there. You have muscles. We don't have, this is, it's a flap flap. Lindsay says, when you're, why is that quotations? Okay. When you're erect, your penis does have the ability to flex naturally to allow proper penetration, says Jameen Brambahat a board-certified urologist. It's a natural evolutionary process that allows humans to use it when you want to and make your penis a little bit more mobile. Mobile? You can make your dick mobile? What? What? What does that mean? I know the vaginas around the muscle squeeze, but what does that mean? Mobile, a mobile dick. You can make your dick more mobile. I mean, I know what mobile means, but your dick's not really mobile. It's attached. It's more mobile when it's it's soft because you can do the helicopter. Mobile. Like it gets up and walks away? It's wireless? What the fuck is... Yeah, Bradley says, my dick moves with me every day. Is that mobile? I think so. Misty, we'll see you tonight. Awesome. I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I the the vagina. It makes sense that you can flex it with the kegels. Men can do kegels, not with their dicks. They can't. They can do a kegel with their butthole, but you can't do a dick kegel. 
Why are you telling me about dicks, Sarah? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what mine does. Maybe, am I the only one with a non-mobile dick? What the fuck is happening right now? So what you're trying to tell me is that a dick flexes. A dick flexes. I guess we have definition of flex because I know you can flip and flop. Flap, flop, flip. You can even flip and helicopter. Flex. I guess we have different definition of flex. I can flex my asshole right now. Flexing it. It's a muscle squeezing it. Right? Look at that. Yeah. Next time you hold your dick in your hand. Yeah. I know what it feels like. I can make it go like that and, and, and move like it's moving right now. I can make a move. It's moving. Pulsate. Exactly. But that is not a flex. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. The vagina is way more versatile than the penis. It just, it just is. The vagina is more versatile. I think now it also has a lot more. It's, it's complicated that, that it is. This is it. Crystal says, as mentioned earlier, despite how it feels, you aren't actually flexing any muscles in your penis to accomplish this. Exactly. You're flexing the muscles that surround the base of your penis, your pelvic floor muscles. You're also flexing your ass muscles. That's that's it. Your ass muscles move your dick, but the dick isn't flexing. Connor, thank you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I do it on planes. Like if I'm wearing sweatpants, I'll look down and flex it around and see if I can move it, see it move. Just for fun. Don't sit next to me on the plane, by the way. That's right, your taint. That's what it is. All right. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry we went down that. I think we need a moment of appreciate to appreciate appreciation for vaginas. Kate, sure. Did it get it? We appreciate the vagina every day. Congratulations, Jeffrey. Um, right. No, I'm with it. Okay. Well, let's see if we can find something else to talk about. I was in Pittsburgh, and I am going to ask a question. So I don't know a whole lot about the Amish. Okay. Um. But the Amish can't drive cars, right? Is that right? So is there another group that kind of might look like they dress like Amish? The Amish folks? Excuse me. I'm going to ask an ignorant question, and you guys know I don't mean anything by it. What is it like? Because the the women still had the bonnets, and the dudes had the, the fucking... Painter boy Mennonites. Yeah. So can anybody come on and tell me anything about you live in Amish country, Dave? By the way, Dave, that picture of you over on uh over on Patreon. Guys, if you're not on Patreon, Patreon tonight, um, you know, we're doing we do dress up every uh high live tonight is SNL characters. Uh last week was uh was um Quentin Tarantino characters from movies. Can anyone tell me come on the pod here and tell me what 
the deal is with the Mennonites. Cause I ran into a bunch of them at the hotel today. I mean this week and to say that they, the dudes weren't friendly is not even a nice, I, I can't, it's hard to explain, but they were definitely not friendly, but not only were they not friendly, but the, 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 the dudes looked like they wanted to beat the fuck out of you every two seconds. Like Mennonite who, if you know anything about the Mennonite and by the way, come on screen. If you know anything, please raise your hand. Um, because I really want to know. I want to know what's up, Josh Clark. If you know anything, please about a Mennonite, the Mennonites, please raise your hand so I can, uh, James, you know anything about the Mennonites? Okay. Josh, you know anything about Mennonites? Mennonites? Katrina, you know anything about Mennonites? Okay. It's a collective culture. I don't know what that means. Mennonites can use power. Is that the only difference? Jason, from that's the only difference between Mennonites and the Amish is they can use power? Is that true? I got to tell you. Liquid Def. Um, I got to tell you. I was thinking about the Amish and if it would be better or worse, that's it better or worse to be what we do or Amish. And I have to tell you something, there is something about being disconnected from everything except your immediate people, your people that man before this year, I'd have told you you're crazy, but I'm like, yo, yo, hanging around your people all the time and not having to be, not be inundated with all the fucking crazy fear shit that's out there. I don't hate it, man. Now, I don't know if I could churn butter and I don't know how to build a fucking barn. I don't know how to build a barn. I don't, but I can eat butter and I know how to hang out in a barn. I've had sex in a barn. <laughs> I've had sex in a barn. I've had, I had sex on hay. Well, yo, I feel bad for two women in particular who I had sex with. One woman who had to sit on the hay while we had sex. She was like, who gets the hay? That's so funny. She asked me that question ahead of time. She goes, who gets the hay? I'm like, I mean, how you, how you see this going down? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she, she was, she was like, well, I go, how, what, what position interests you? And, um, she was said, I would like missionary. And I was like, well, you get the hay. Hey, Hey, Hey. And she said, what if I leave my pants on? I'm like, that's not how I want to have sex. I need to see the whole situation. By the way, if I, Unless I know you, if you leave your pants on, to me, you're hiding something. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? Do you also have a tiny dick in there? Like, what else is in there? Why? Why aren't you? Like, look, when I was a kid and I wore a T-shirt at the pool, that wasn't because I didn't have anything to hide. I had giant meaty nipples. And so <laughs> I had giant meaty nipples. And my brother reminded me of those meaty nipples all the time. 
And so I wore a t-shirt at the pool. If you, if I, if I just meet you and you're wearing pants when we fuck, you're hiding something, a dick, uh, a tattoo of somebody else's face, like something weird, a horn. I don't know what the fuck you got in there. So, but I will tell you, so that was, that was not good. I felt bad for her. The other person that I felt bad for, oh, Lindsay, I have meaty nipples. So the other, uh, a tail, the other thing, uh, the other person I felt bad for. So we, I, in college, uh, I was dating this girl. This is, I would say the, 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 this is the girl that everybody has one person that fucked you up. At least one fucked you up. This was mine. Let me tell you how much she fucked me up. I, I don't want to say that I stock isn't the right word because I wasn't dangerous, but I did end up with a psychology minor because she was a psychology major. And I ended up taking a bunch of those classes and my fucking counselor was like, you know, you're almost got a minor. I didn't know you were interested in psychology. I'm like, I'm not, I'm interested in vagina. <laughs> and there's one in there that I like. <laughs> so I give a shit about you. Is that like, psych- that has something to do with psychology, right? The fact that I, anyways, so, but this girl and I, um, we were at a, uh, like a fraternity. We used to do a, one of the functions was called gank something in gangsters to gang. And so you dressed up like a, like gangsters, but not like gangster, like, but like 1940s. Yeah. I'm going to take you downtown. See? Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Gangster. Right. And so I think I had a zoot suit or some shit and, um, we went out. And she was like, hey, you want to go have sex? I'm like, yeah. Yes, I said, yes, I do. And we went out and um, we, was that right, Sarah Kate? You know someone who got a fashion degree because of that? That's funny. Samantha, listen, I, I'm a I'm a giving lover. Should have done it doggy that either. Listen, I was up for whatever, except her being on top because that means I get the hay. But I was on, t- I was on board for... You know, standing up, doggy, missionary. There was no her on top. That was not happening. I, you, a piece of hay in my butthole is like hurts, hurts, hurts. So, yeah, a mobster. That's right, Chris. Thank you. I think it was called mobster. I forget what it's called. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so I we went outside. And this was in Texas. And we, hey man is right, Joseph. That's funny. You nailed this one. Um, so oh Sarah, wait, this is worse than the hay. So we're having sex. And outside, and we're in Texas. And she goes, It's hot. And I go, This is hot. She goes, No, no, no. It's hot. It's so hot. And she stood up and I had put her asshole down on a, on one of those fire hand. So her vag and her ass was just getting eaten up by these fire ants. And I only got one or two bites by the time. Cause by the time we got up, they were, they had already gone to town on whatever was happening with her. And I got one or two bites on my nutsack and I was like, yo, she, but she was like, you, it hurts you. You've got two bites. 
she had fun. I mean, yeah. That I felt bad. I felt real bad for her. Let me tell you, it wasn't good for the rest of the night. Her, she was like, "I'm ready to go home." I'm like, "Yeah, the party's not over." She was like, "Yeah, it is." I just got bit seventy four times by ants on my vag. I'm ready to go home. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, you're probably right. You need ice, or I don't. Do you ice down a vagina? Like I don't. <laughs> I know you ice nuts, but do you put like if you get hit, do you grab peas out of the freezer?" And <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, I'm a grown man. I don't know anything about the vagina. I'm a grown ass man. I know, I, I know, I, I know like two or three things about it. I know babies come out of there. I know I like it a lot. And I know that some other stuff happens. But you, Kate says, I freaked out some dudes with mine too. I like putting a little plastic diary look. Oh my God. Lock on mine. Hilarious. Peas after birth, Lindsay? Really? Holy shit. This is maybe the most. I think, guys, I think as far as just educational, tell me something good. We've learned that the dick does not flex. We, what else did we just, oh yeah, we put peas on our vagina after we give birth. We learned something else. I don't remember. Excuse me for bourbon. Yeah. I imagine Lindsay, I can't, the, the, the pain threshold stuff for men and women is interesting to me because I feel like childbirth, um, upkeep on your bodies, like waxing, the things you're willing to do, the pain that you inflict on yourself, that kind of stuff. Women have way more like Beth and I have done. So one time I did this treatment where they kind of like put like a hot roller on your face. Right. And Beth was in the room next to me and I was like, stop. And the lady kept going, this is on the lowest setting. I'm like, it fucking hurts. She's like, your wife is on the highest setting in the other room. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So afterwards, I asked her, I go, Beth, what setting you on? She goes, it's on the highest. I can't get it high enough. I'm like, what? She goes, I heard you whining in the other room. I was like, you did? She goes, yeah, it was embarrassing. I was like, yeah, for fucking everybody. So I feel like women are definitely tougher when it comes to stuff like that. I really do. Look, guys, you get waxed. I had a dude tell me, he was like, you've been waxed. I go, nah. And he goes, you have to, and I, he said, you have to jerk off while you're getting waxed so it doesn't hurt as much. I'm like, that sounds illegal. That sounds like an excuse to jerk off in front of somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not healthy to jerk off every day. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, look, man, whatever. My sister broke. My sister broke your boyfriend's dick. Your boyfriend's dick? What? Yeah, that, that's funny. But here's the thing. I do feel like women have a better pain tolerance for that. Like Beth definitely has more of a pain tolerance. However, things that like injuries, I feel like 
I have more of a tolerance for pain. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it's what you're used to. She's used to getting waxed and all that other shit and just playing sports and whatever. I'm just used to the injuries getting punched by my brothers, like getting in fights and you know what I mean? That makes me a little more used to that type of pain. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. This podcast, my arms look pretty good. This podcast, I don't know if it's this shirt or the lighting, but that. <laughs> Maybe I have to keep this angle or something. Maybe I'll just wear this shirt every day. It looks good. Uh, all right. So listen. Hey, Josh, it's way too hot to be jerking off. It's what do you jerk off outside, dude? Go inside like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. You don't jerk off outdoors. I wonder if I have ever masturbated outdoors. Masturbated outdoors. No, the only time I would have done that is maybe one of the two or three times that I was camping. But I hate camping so much. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. Nothing's like, you know, you know what makes this better? You know what? You know what would make it better? You know what would make it better having this mosquito in my tent all night is jerking off. No. And not only that, inside the tent, they get that tent, uh, a tent smell, a fucking tent. Uh, uh, just thinking about that tent smell. Oh, wet tent just fucking, oh, God. Here's the deal, guys. I like outside. But when it's time to sleep, we go inside. That's why people built inside. Because they were outside at night and they were like, you know what? This outside stuff at night. This isn't great. You know what else is out here? Like animals and rain and, and the elements. You know what we need is someplace where they're not. Where would that be? Oh, inside. Let's build an inside. And then we'll go outside when we want to be outside. But then when it's time for sleep, we'll come inside where those things that already live outside can't. I just never understood that. Like, you got to get in touch with nature. I agree, man. Get out there. Get outside, everybody. Hike. Go see the, get in touch with the sun and the ground and the earth. And then when it's time to go to sleep and take a shit, go inside like a human. What? People are like, just poop in the woods. Why? Why would you shit outside if you didn't have to? If it wasn't a survival thing, why are you making s'mores? Why? They're not that. To me, for me, camping. Now, if you're in a hunt or whatever, cool. Still go inside. <laughs> for, for me, for me, like camping is like a New Year's Eve party. It fucking really sounds like a great idea. And then you show up and you're like, man, this was so much better in my head. This is this New Year's Eve. Every New Year's Eve party I've ever been to. You know what I mean? Every I've ever been to has been disappointing. Joseph, thank you so much. The first things a survivalist does is find water, shelter, shelter inside. You jerked off at a regatta, Kevin. I agree with you, Lindsay, 100%. Go barefoot sometimes. Grinding is great. I uh, 100%. Yeah, you don't need to flush. Logan, that's not a... That doesn't make it better for me. Like, 
Flushing takes all of less than half a second. So if that's what really bums you out about shitting inside, eh, outdoor shower again. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Sarah Kate Saunders. There's a place in Joshua Tree that Beth and I go to, and we bought five acres recently in Joshua Tree, by the way. I don't know if I told you guys that. And we're going to build a place out there. And we're going to build a place with an outdoor shower. But we'll have an indoor shower, too. Yeah. Outdoor shower is just kind of cool and sexy. You know what I mean? So I can look at Beth naked outdoors, taking a shower. That sounds fun. And I might take an outdoor shower, maybe, if it's hot out. But indoor. Indoor shower. Indoor bed. In, you know what else is indoor? You know what's not indoor? That one mosquito you can't find that will ruin your entire night. You know what's not indoor? A bear. I'm, I smoke a ton of weed. You mean I got to make sure that I have my snacks all zip locked up, airtight, so the bears don't? If a bear, if a raccoon, those fucking little... They have thumbs. Have you seen those videos of them unzipping tents? Fuck you. And you know what? A bear doesn't unzip a tent. You know what a bear does? He just walks right over it. I... Indoor? Nighttime. Not not even... Look, you want to stay up all night and sit by a campfire? I'll do that too. I'll do that too. I'll do that too. I remember, you know, I, I went shroom, I went uh, and took shrooms one night in Texas with a couple of friends of mine. And we just stayed up all night, man. This dude, by the way, this dude, okay. And he's passed away since. What a great guy. Oh, what a sweet man he was. Um, but we went out and we were like, we we're going to take shrooms. Right? Um, and he, he, he had never taken them. And um, he was an outdoorsy dude, jacked. And I, you know, I, I probably took about two and a half grams. I had another friend who probably took about two and a half grams and you know, we're ready for a nice little fun night. And this dude, he asked me, he goes, you got any more of that popcorn? And I was like, what? He goes, you got any more of that popcorn? I was in the bag. I go, you mean the shrooms? And he goes, oh, he goes, well, I finished them. I go, what? He, so he probably ate close to got to be eight grams got to be eight grams uh, who 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 underneath between margaret and Sh hey lori who underneath has taken a lot of shrooms at one time i can't see your hands okay cat please tell them hi Please tell them what eight grams will do to your head and your face. It makes it like melt off of your skull and land in a puddle in front of you that you can see because your eyeballs stay for some reason. That's right. That's um, right. It, eight it's grams. Kind of eight terrifying. Grams. Eight grams. Yeah, it's that's that's like a it really really intense acid trip and then some. That's cat. So Ooh. this and and uh, I'm gonna check back in with you in a second. And so this dude. Your most is 14 grams. That is a lot. So this dude got, he, he, his name was Wayne Taylor and Wayne liked to be naked. And I knew that going in, he was going to be naked for most of the night. And he drank, he was drinking gin out of one of those giant bottles. Gin, which is just 
gross to me. Straight gin, you might as well lick a camel's asshole. Like straight gin is like the worst. But he's he's got this bottle, and he keeps bringing back wood because we need firewood, you know. And it's pitch bar, it's pitch black, guys. We're out in a field in Texas. And I said to him, he dropped some firewood. He goes, I'm going to blow back from firewood. Barefoot, naked, woods. I go, Wayne, I go, how are you finding all this firewood? He goes, it's all out there. I go, yeah, but we have the flashlight. And he held up the gin bottle. He goes, no, I have this flashlight. I go, what do you mean? I go, that, that's a gin bottle. He goes, well, it's, it's lighting the way for me. Now, this dude who was naked, barefoot, walking through the woods, picking up firewood. With not a scratch on him. Not a scratch on him. Me, I go into the woods. I am not shrooming as much as him. I'm still shrooming, but just two and a half grams. I've got branches are hitting my face. I'm getting scratched up. And he's like, keep up, follow the light. I'm like, what fucking guys? This is why I'm mushrooms amaze me. His brain somehow had light coming at he could see he could fucking see when he was like i'm gonna go pick up that log over there i didn't know what the fuck i couldn't see shit and then he got closer and i got closer i'm like how did you see that he goes i was shining the light on it he could see in the dark where there was no light because his brain told him that was a flashlight Josh, you have something you want to add. There's a small bit of an explanation to that. When you're tripping, obviously your pupils dilate. And when they're dilated like that, your eye can actually take in more light. So even the smallest amount of light could have been like a flashlight above everything that he was seeing. Josh, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense then. Maybe the light's up. Maybe a little bit of the moon hits the... It's the bottle. But Josh. Yeah, that must be it. That's fascinating. His pupils were so dilated. You know, it, it was like when he kept saying to me, I can see everything. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But it was crazy. This dude, he kept bringing back more wood. He's like, I think I'm going to build a hut. I'm like, a hut? So he spent his night building a hut. We were out there tripping balls and having fun and laughing. And he was like, I think I found my door. I'm like, get the fuck. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I can't decide if I should take mushrooms tonight for the high live. Any thoughts, ideas? How was, I, I, by the way, tonight's high live, everybody. Margaret, you think so? <laughs> you think I should go mushrooms tonight? Oh, I definitely think you should. I mean, I mean, the chat today kind of says like, hell yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, that's what we'll do. Are you coming by? You going to be there tonight? I uh, am. Yeah. Good. Can't wait to see you. Awesome. We'll see you in a little bit. Um, all right. I will. I love this. Lindsay said one point for Ravenclaw for the wisdom on shrooms. Hilarious. Connor, it's, it's, let me tell you what's amazing about it. This is what fascinates me about mushrooms and hallucinogenics. 
Nobody can tell me I wasn't in another dimension. Nobody can tell me I wasn't there. I was fucking there because my brain. Oh, I do. I boom it live, Troy, every week. Um, My brain brought me there. You can't tell me my brain did not bring me that I was not seeing those things. It's what's crazy about your, your brain. What, what fascinates me about mushrooms and about microdosing, right? And by the way, this has helped me exponentially with my attitude and how I feel every day. When I started taking those mushrooms, I was like, all right, hey, I have a better outlook. And then on the day I didn't take them, my outlook wasn't as good. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, I'll take some shrimps tonight, Justin. Um, I was like, wait a second. I'm the same person with the same brain that I was yesterday. The only difference is, is I took a drug. Okay. And I took a drug that helped me in my brain see things from a different perspective. But why can't I do that by myself? And when I started thinking about that, guys, when I started thinking about, hold on, so many times I'm choosing this emotion. I'm choosing it. I'm choosing how I react to other people. And a drug shouldn't be the only thing that makes me pick a positive choice. So I really, and I still take mushrooms and all, but I've really been working. Um, Patreon's live, live, Devin. I've really been working on that. I've really been working on, wait a second, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this emotion. I'm choosing this behavior. I'm choosing to be mad. I'm choosing to be offended, right? And the mushrooms really made me see that Yo, I can also choose to be happy and I can also choose to find the good part. And I can also choose, you know, half the time I'm mad at somebody. I'm mad at myself, man. I'm mad at myself for allowing myself to be let down or allow, you know what I mean? You know who that person is. You know how they behave. If you keep letting that person hurt your feelings, that's on you. If you keep letting that person disappoint you, that is on you. That's not on them. Don't get mad at them. You're the dumb motherfucker that keeps going back and getting hurt. That's who that person is. And so for me, it was the same thing about life. It's my, it's me. I'm choosing to, to look at this. I'm choosing to be like, well, I can't do anything else. I'm choosing that attitude when I could choose a different attitude. I'm going to tell you one thing that I truly believe. We all believe in energy. Your body's energy though, man. You know, when you're dying, they put a defibrillator on you, right? What is that? What's a defibrillator, everybody? Electricity. What do you put electricity in? Protein. Something that's electric. You're electrically charged. We, we have all that shit in our body. That's what we are with water, right? So we're energy. You need that energy, that jolt of energy to recharge your battery. 
quite literally, right? So if we're energy, what you think about yourself, how you talk to yourself, I call it hum, how you hum, hums out. If you're a person who always talks about their problems, that hums out to people. Think about what you attract around you. If you don't believe in energy, then why do you always seem to have the same type of people around you all the time that are attracted to you like magnets? Why do you have the same shit in your life that are attracted to you like magnets? It's how you're humming. It's the music you're putting out. It's the vibe you're putting out that attracts that. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Change your, change your vibe. Change your hum. 100% law of attraction. 100%. Yeah, you know what? I looked for Beth for years. And as soon as I stopped looking, Beth showed up at my door. You know what I mean? We are rechargeable nine volts with buttholes. That's right, Devin. But so think about what you're putting out there, everybody. Why me? Why me? You a victim? You're going to get victimized. You a victim? Hey, I'm going to tell you something right now. I, and I've been there, guys. I've been there not too long ago. But your victim, everything that happens to you in your day, you're going to look at it, why me? Your victim, you're not going to hold yourself accountable. And a victim mentality will get you exactly where you are right now, being a victim. You know what I mean? It's words that you use with yourself. It's who you are in the world. All these things are what you're going to attract to you. And so I really believe, man, the more I think about it is 98% of us, where we are is what we attracted. Where we are is exactly where we're supposed to be. If you look at your life, if you look at decisions you've made, if you look how you hum, if you look what you have around you and you go, oh, yeah, I've surrounded myself with and not demanded anything other than mediocrity. Yeah, this is where why I'm here. I got nobody to blame but myself. You know, for me personally, if I look back on the last, yeah, when I look, I'm going to look, if I look at controlled chaos right now, um, which was a show I did a while back. I think I did it for a couple of years. One of my favorite shows I've ever done. A hundred percent my fault. That show didn't go anywhere. One hundred percent my, whoa, Melissa, my boyfriend and our fellow Patreon member, John Pavic is in the hospital with COVID-19. Please pray for him. Melissa, I absolutely am. Is there anything that I can do? Um, Will you reach out to me on Patreon? Not here. And um, and uh, let me know if there's anything I can do. But yeah, guys, look. I would just, the one thing I would challenge all of you guys to do is this. The fir very first thing I would challenge all of you guys to do is watch how you talk to yourself. Not None of the you deserve this, you piece of shit. No, none of none of it. None of it. Switch it. 
tell yourself, man, I, I'm uh, corny or whatever. There's an I love you sign on my mirror in the bathroom. I, I When I look at controlled chaos and why it didn't work, and it didn't work 100% because of me. 100%. Because of who I was and what I was vibrating. And the story that I told myself about who I was. That's it. The story I told myself about who I was. Which was, I'm a guy who only gets things 85% of the way. I told myself that story. Yeah, I just can never see. And I always blamed on somebody else. I can never, I can never see him. I would always be like, I can get it 85% of the way, but this guy or this person or this network, always somebody else. But it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I told myself going in. You know what I mean? I doomed it from the beginning. We don't got to do that, guys. We don't got to do that. Invest in yourself is 100% right, Lindsay. Invest in yourself. Brianna, why people don't like me? I like me and like my life. I'm happy and do as much as I can. That's good. Um, Look. Yeah, you don't have to listen to it. I mean, I think you... This is right, Joseph. Don't beat yourself up unless your dick starts flexing and then beat the hell out of it. I think... You want to have compassion for people. Everybody's been, I'm not a, hey, get your shit together. And everybody needs a pep talk every now and then, including me. Um, and, and guys, look, man, I'm still trying to figure this out. Also, this, this human stuff takes practice, you know, and I'm far from a perfect person. I said this last week and I'll say it again. I'm sure I've pissed people off. I know I've done terrible, not terrible, but I know I've done some things that I'm not proud of. I know that I've lost my shit on customer service people. I know I have. By the way, I did last week. By the American canceled another one of my flights yesterday. And last week, they can't, or two weeks ago, they did too. And I was on the uh, line with the somebody at American. And I just didn't like the way when I hung up, I was like, I didn't like the way I talked to her. So I called back and I apologized to the lady at the American desk because you can do that also, but I'm not a perfect person. I made mistakes. I, I am done judging who I was and what I did because there's nothing I can do about any of those. I'm done judging all of that. I can only tell you who I am now. All of us. That's it. I can only tell you who I am now. And who I'm now, I'm I like this dude. I like this dude. So um I, I'm excited for everything I got coming up, guys. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I do want to say hello. Not not so much to Sean, but I haven't seen Lori in a couple weeks. So what's up? I'm kidding, Sean. <laughs> How you doing? Good. How what are you, you been up to? working yeah it's good to see you guys having, having a draw from vac vacation after being in aruba i don't blame you rough getting back to the old grind but you know yeah well i mean at least you're outside beautiful you got a nice joint beside you this is true 
I can always count on you guys. Now, both of you have SNL characters tonight? Because I got to go get mine. Did you guys see the new Heyman t-shirts? Heyman, yeah, buddy. It was good. Ray Ray, did you see the Heyman t-shirts? Um, yeah, I got the Ray Ray. I got the Heyman t-shirts. Um, I just got them in. I'm going to take them down to Lexington this weekend. They're not online yet. Uh, but you guys good? Yeah, yeah. Groovy as always, man. How you been? I'm good, brother. September 12th, if you want to come down to Nashville, I'm doing another show. Gotcha. I wanted yeah, to stop yeah. in and say hi to you guys. Yeah, of course, man. Hope everything's well. Hey, hey to everybody else in the background. Hope y'all are having a wonderful Wednesday as well. We going to see you tonight, my man? Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. Later. Yo, take care. Yeah. Good to holler at you. Um, yeah, Sean and Lori are the best. All right, guys. Well, look. Uh, this is true. Thank you, Margaret. That's very nice of you. Look at Margaret killing it. Let me just say hello to a couple people and I got to go. What's going on? Not much. How are you? Good. You ready for that? Your costume tonight? Yes. You got a good one? Yes. All right. That's awesome. What do you got me smoking on tonight? Me? I'm going to probably... Actually, I don't know yet. We're actually going to go to the pot store here after the show's over. Did you see... I told you Denver folks I'm going to be there in December, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty excited. I can't wait. I've already mm-hmm. got my ticket. Yo! I'm super excited. Yep. Um, all right. I can't wait to see you guys tonight on the High Live. I'll talk to you soon. Right on. Bye. All right. All right. Look at this giant pussy. Hi! <laughs> This is what he does. This is what he does. Yeah, look at that one. Look at that guy. This He's is killing. How are this you? This is Raja. I'm good. I'm good. It's a little windy here in Florida, which is awesome. Nice. We love the wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It cools it down a little bit. Oh my god, it's been so fucking hot for the past couple of days. Like, I think it. I think the highest we had was like one fifteen. Good lord. It's so hot. So today That's is windy. Cool. It's a good day. <laughs> well, you, it looks like you have a full-grown tiger on your lap. But... Oh, you know, he's he's a baby though. That's the funny part. He's only seven. He's a baby. Holy moly! I can hold him upside down, and he won't do a thing. That is crazy. How <laughs> how heavy is that kitty cat? He is actually twenty-five pounds. Good God. <laughs> What is that <laughs> giant cat called? Giant. What are those overweight? Giant cat- that? <laughs> no, it looks like a mancoon. Oh, okay. Mancoon. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think he's twenty-five pounds, but he's twenty-five pounds. Well, I hope we see him tonight on the Patreon. Oh, if he stays here, we will. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Um, oh, it's humid. All right, guys, I got to run. Kat, I just want to say to you, we're thinking about your mom and we're praying for her. Yeah, it's bad. Um, they, she had been to the hospital three times and then, um, she ended up calling the ambulance yesterday and they took her and they admitted her finally. Where is she? She's in Fort Worth. All right. Are you going to go back down there? Uh, no, they won't let anybody in there with her anyway. Um, she's supposed to video call me this evening at some point. Um, I'm not, I mean, there's nothing I can do from right. 
But like I told her this morning, you know, I just lost my dad. I can't afford to lose both the motherfuckers that quick together. So yep. she better take care of her ass. Well, let us know what's happening, okay? For Are we sure. going to see you Thank tonight you. or no? Um, no, I have a friend from Texas that's in town tonight, and this is his only night here. And so he snagged me up. So I'm missing three weeks in a row, damn it. No, no worries. Go get that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Later. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that's what you meant when I got a friend in town, right? Isn't that what what we're talking about? <laughs> All right. Listen, guys. You okay? Uh, all right. Listen, guys. Always fun. Let's. Oh, what is that little puppy? What's he's attacking me? This is my little puppy. He's a grown now. Oh my lord. Yep. Oh hey, don't do that on there. Don't that's not good. So cute. <laughs> he is. He's getting bigger. He's not even a year yet. He doesn't look oh, like a pug he, anymore. Make sure he comes on Patreon tonight. Oh, definitely. Okay. See ya. <laughs> Bye, man. Um, I was glad you could catch it too, Lindsay. Listen, guys. Um, as usual, this show is all over the fucking place, but I think that's what we like. I think that's what we like. Um, I, I have to tell you, I am incredibly happy with this podcast and this content. I am incredibly happy with the people who watch this stream. Like, if I was listening to a podcast and my, my favorite ones are the ones that blend heart and laughs, it's one of the ones that I always look for. And that's what we do here. And so like, I, I couldn't be happier with what's happening on the stream and on this podcast. So thank you guys so much. And I do mean this, and I'm, I'm try to say it every week, but I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate you guys so much. I feel so lucky to be able to do what I get to do. And um, man, last week that guy Philip really opened something up in me that I just don't know. That sounded dirty, but it wasn't. Um, that I don't know. I'll be able to close up. That sounded dirty, but it isn't. Um, it was so, I don't know why maybe it took him because I, but there was something about that interaction that will stick with me for a long time, a long time, just about, you know, how me just clicking on made him happy, right? Zero effort on my part. So for me to be able to provide happiness like that, when it's not even really effort for me to choose not to do that 
seems like a dick move. To if I feel like people who are in a position to spread joy and happiness, especially now, obligation is not the right word, but like do your part. Do your part, man. Do your part. Go that extra mile. If look, if if you if you're in a position where you know that reaching out to somebody or making a phone call or sending an email or a text or just checking in can change somebody's day and make them happy. Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing the little things we know we can do for each other to make people happy? You would be try this. If you can, if you're in a position, say you're at Dunkin', you're at Starbucks, wherever, 7-Eleven. And you see somebody behind you that has a cup of coffee. Maybe that cup of coffee is two bucks. Buy it. Don't say anything to them. You're, I don't think you're doing things. We shouldn't be doing it so other people know that we do things. But do it. That person will then pass that along. On the other hand, you can get really mad at people. And you yell at people and you tell them to fuck off. And then they pass that along. That's what we're passing along to each other right now, guys. It's a wave of fuck offs. We could just start the wave of high fives just as easily. You know what I'm saying? It's just as easy to start the high fives to replace the fuck offs. I know it sounds simple. It is. You know what you could do is not constantly discuss the five or six things that we all always argue about. Maybe just ask your neighbor one day, hey, you like you like football? Yeah, me too, man. You you like Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, me too, man. You want to smoke a joint? Yeah, me too, man. Not who'd you vote for? Well, then you're fucked right off the gate. Right out of the gate. Now. If he's not vaxxed, then you might have to tell him to fuck off anyways. But <laughs> I'm kidding. It's we're really at a we're really at a point right now, guys, where we're you, you know how fucked we are, right? You know how fucked we are. I mean, as a country, not just because of COVID, but we've passed a point of reality. We, that's why I keep telling people, take care of the people who live in your community. Just take care of your tribes, man. That big pic, it's it's a big picture fuck all is what it is. It's a big picture fuck all. So stop looking at the big picture. Look out your fucking window and be like, what can I take care of out there? Everybody takes care of the shit that's outside their window. We're in good shape. But don't worry about what's happening outside my window. It's none of your fucking business. None of your fucking business what's happening outside my window. Take care of the shit that's happening outside your window. And then if your neighbor does that, and then, uh, 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 and then now we're all, you know. But if you don't live in fucking Portland, don't worry about what's happening in Portland. That's none of your fucking business. Take care of what's happening in Florida. You know what I mean? Anyways. Guys, Lexington, Kentucky this weekend. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. Uh, if you guys want to know what podcast I've been listening to to really um, 
changed my mindset. It's a guy named Jim Fortin, F-O-R-T-I-N. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he's really helped me change my life around. Um, and so I can't say enough good things. It's a lot of common sense stuff. You're going to take in what you take in and cast off what you cast off. But if you're looking for somebody to uh, maybe give you a different perspective on your life and what's happening, he's really helped me. Worry about the ass you wipe. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Guys, this is telling me something good. Do me a favor. We're at a point now where I feel really good about this. So let's start telling some people. Let's build up this community. Hey, you know what we can do, guys? We can build a community of people who start to spread the good word. There are a lot of us out there, guys. They just don't know where to go. We should just bring them all here. We, we want a group of people that uplifts other people. We want a group of people who aren't judging other folks. We want a group of people who are in for the we and not the I. So spread the word, spread the word. This is tell me something good. We will see tonight on the high live on Patreon. And uh, always so good to see you guys. Always so good to check in with you. Uh, Linda. Josh says my podcast is blowing. What does that mean, dude? Um, Linda, if you, oh yeah, that's right. Ray Ray says people who won't kick you when you're down. Exactly. Uh, Linda, I know you probably already left, but we're thinking about you. And um, I hope we, see, we get to see you tonight on the High Live. And everybody else, be good to each other. We'll talk to you soon. Later.